Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Get in the Mud. I am so, 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 so excited to introduce you to my wonderful guest today. This is her second time on the podcast. This is actually our most listened to podcast episode, was our first episode together to this day, which I think is wonderful and absolutely because she's a fire freaking ball of all the truth. And a wonderful friend, Stephanie Portacio. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Hi, Lacey. Today, I love you. Oh, this is so great. I'm so excited. Y'all, we're going to talk about shadow work today because I think there's so many misconceptions about shadow work. There is so much fear around our shadow. I know I ran from that thing for many, many years because it's uncomfortable but there is so much wisdom in the shadow. We meet ourselves in the shadow. And Stephanie is in this space doing this work, helping the world. And she is a freaking genius when it comes to all of this. So she's going to help us understand the shadow more and all the things. So thank you for being here. Feel free to totally tell us more about you too, other than just my shameless gloating of you. <laughs> Because I, love I loved your introduction. I'm going to listen to that every day. Every day I'm going to wake up to my, I'm going to set my alarm to the intro of this podcast episode. I love it. <laughs> nah, but my name, my name is Stephanie. I am located in Florida and I am a mindset and spiritual mentor. So all things mindset and spirituality. There's something that I have to offer you. And I just really like people to come home to their souls so they can live their most authentic, aligned, and abundant life. Oh, guys, you don't even know. Steph, literally, like, one of the first times we ever hung out, we just talked about this. She and I were in Georgetown in D.C., and she, we just ended up praying in on the grass in the middle of, like, a busy, <laughs> super, whatever. She just was like, let's pray. And we prayed, and that just shifted so much in my heart when I was in a really hard season of my life towards spirituality towards God towards healing that because of my own history so this is just incredible to see that we both over so many years it's been over seven years um it has. just I I had that pop up on my timeline the other day but it's been such a long time to see how we have shifted as people and we have come full circle yet are exactly the same you know what I'm saying it's like we're so different but it's always been there. It's always been the calling of your heart. It's always been on my heart. We just didn't quite know how to get there and navigate. It's like a, a true soul connection. It's like on yeah. paper, those girls, I don't think they'd be, they'd get along, but you would never think that the meshing, the way, you know, since we're talking about shadow work, the way my shadows and your shadows kind of that is not the word I'm looking for. Actually, quite the opposite. Like I, how I existed called out your shadows and how you existed mm -hmm. called out my shadows. And I think that's more than a friendship. That's like a team. Oh, yeah, girl. I said that. Oh. <laughs> I said that. Oh, you saw the facial expression that went with it. For y'all who cannot see that, my face looked like I just got punched in the gut in the best way <laughs> because that if anything I have recognized in my life over and over and over again is that relationship and our relationship to others, whatever the context, whether platonic, friendship, romantic, is the biggest mirror back to yourself and back to 
God, because if it was not for that feedback, y'all, of the triggers, of the intention to want to do this thing together, like that right there of going, no, I know there's been so many times over the last two years of my life that I have deeply struggled and you've come to me with truth and said, I love you too much, but you a baddie and we're not going to stay here. You know, like you're not, we're not allowing that lie to, to stay where it is. Like we're going to work through the shadows. We're going to stand there together. And one thing Tanya said to me the other day was Lacey, I'm shouldering this with you. And that right there, it's like, you are so different and so unique in your own lane in your own gifts in your own everything and yet together we're choosing to shoulder life together and it, it is a soul connection because I know life being what it is too there's many times where we both are like haven't heard from you and whatever but you know that I'm always here and I oh I mean that fully that I'm always rooting for you I'm always in your corner because that when you deeply connect with somebody in that space there is no such thing as separation there is no such mm -mm. thing as expectation because there's grace there. There's an understanding of you needing what you need or else you wouldn't be doing it. Right. And I trust mm -hmm. you. And I know like, you know, when we can, we will. And I, I, I fully value when we do. So I love that. So thank you for being in my life. I just continually pour gratitude on it because it's impacted me all the way in every way. So. And it's, but, I yeah. agree. And I am grateful for you and you know you said you know there goes these times there's been a year probably we've never gone more than a year without speaking to each other but like there's been gaps of time that's a year and it's like pay attention to those people that it really does pick up or more importantly because you could kind of have an acquaintance and then pick up where you left off and the truth is y'all just wasn't that close and it's just a TV right. moment but pay attention to those people that they notice you your heart call, you want to call speak to that often but you're like I need to speak about this situation with this person because mm -hmm. those people are like I feel like they're given to you they're a part of your path and you know yes. me and you we always pick and it's funny because you were talking about all of the people that are meant to change you live far away but it's mm -hmm. funny how God brought you into my space a few years ago and mm -hmm. what I think is so funny about that is that we were all we were both going through something very very different at the time and somehow we never got to really connect when we were in the same space and I also think sometimes that's God's protection as well 100%. I think the fruitfulness of what we mm -hmm. have now it multiplies for you it multiplies for me and it it's full of life and very rich and I am grateful for you and I'm grateful to see because guys when me and Lacey met there was no coaching there was no Oh my no, gosh. There was no online None. currency. There were there were no Instagram models even, I don't think. Like it was, you know, yeah, in old. the twenty teens. <laughs> it was in the twenty teens, guys. And like the eighteen hundreds so almost, apparently, since <laughs> since TikTok. I get on TikTok if I want to go old. I love TikTok, but yeah. I, I, I gotta I go down that dirty scroll and I'm like, take it away. Take it away from me. <laughs> All these youngins, yeah. I think I'm part of. I'm not. I'm old. But yeah, what, what I find so interesting is that we both ended up here. And that was mm. the likeness. That was the likeness in our spirit. Is this, and my brother tells me, the brother that lives in DC, the one you've met, he tells me, you, you always want to grow. It's something you have inside of yourself. You just always want to grow and your fight doesn't expire. Your fight doesn't grow weak. You just keep going. It don't matter what life throws at you, Steph. 
Oh. And it could be very hard situations like you and I both know we've both been through. And I'm like, it's true. Like, I'm never going to let myself down. And that's, oh my that's a hell of a promise. That's a hell of a fucking, that's a hell of a, can I curse? Girl, you can curse. That's yep. a hell of a fucking uh, promise. Let's go. I'm and so. And I keep my promises. Yes, you do. Yes, you freaking do, girl. No, literally that right there. I had a moment with myself um, and I'm, I'll get more into this in general as I continue growing. I'm actually I'm hesitant to share the fullness of it because I know there is so many misconceptions around it. People use plant medicine for various different reasons. I have had experiences with psilocybin myself that have transformed my entire life because I have done them with intention and by myself, which again, not for everybody, absolutely. I had done so much work by the time I had gotten to this point. And I was able to, they always tell you when you do any psychedelics, you know, don't look in the mirror. <laughs> I always look in the mirror because of the person that I am, right? Like you said, that fight in me, that resilient spirit, that courage of know if people really knew what I have overcome. And it's not just me, but what I've been able to walk through and survive to show that resilience, to show that was a choice. I could have caved. And I think about it in my mind and go, there's no way that would have been an option for me. I, For me, I need to continue going. But I had this moment where I was looking in the mirror and just sobbing because I had seen myself for the first time, literally. I saw myself, I saw my heart, I saw my goodness, I saw the nurturing spirit, I saw it on me in a tangible, oh my gosh, they couldn't hold it, they couldn't hold it, they couldn't see it, they could never witness the goodness that you are because you are it, and if they can't see it, it's because they don't have that, and it's it was never about you, and I saw in that moment my face, my grandmother's face, and my mother's face within my face. And there was this acknowledgement that I am the sum of so much more than just what I think I am. And that I am here confronting the things that have been hidden and the things that have been pushed aside. And that that is, I've made a commitment in that exact moment. I literally on the screenshot, screensaver of my phone, screensaver, look at me aging myself, the freaking whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, the backdrop of the wallpaper. my phone. <laughs> the wallpaper, yeah. I screen said, saver. I thought screensaver too, girl, because I was like, oh, yeah. Screensaver. I, what I is it? You know what I'm talking about. about. <laughs> Just imagining the thing like binging across the screen. If you're if you are under the age of 20, you don't know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> the snake. But literally, the the thing I have on the back of my phone is a picture of myself as a kid with just this the brightest, most cheesy, authentic, happy, joyful smile and the vows that I wrote to myself that day. And I made a commitment to myself because I literally meant every word of it. I will never abandon you. I am not scared of what life brings because I will grieve. I will lose. I will have shadows. I will fall down I will get really hurt but I know the difference now is that I'm going to love you well through it I'm choosing to love you through it and how that's just opened up that grace for my own shadow that grace for my own pain instead of viewing it as this default you've jacked up your own life why are you this way 
It was, oh no, that's an area that needs my love. That's an area that needs light, that needs that part of my heart and my presence and my stillness to really go, no, no, no. What do you need from me right now? How can I love you in that space? Because I will face things that I, because I look back at my life and go, oh my gosh, if you would have told me what the last five years of my life were, I would have said I would not have survived it. On paper, I would have absolutely said there is no way you would have, I would have made it through that. And I did. There's this beautiful saying, um, like if God showed you what you had to go through to get the blessing he has in store for you, you would say no. I hear that I get so like I'm like I have I have to like shake out my energy right now because dang but you want to know something God never gives you just what you ask for either he gives you so So much more it's like and 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 that idea and we talked about it on the last episode that because I went through all of that that made this blessing so much more richer and so much more um it's the contrast you know and it's like Damn, like that's such a, a leg to tell people you're going to go through things, but it will be worth it. People are like, I don't want to go through things to get it. When it comes, there's something I've learned and it's about the character of God. Get If you guys are believers, anybody that's listening to this right now, if you are a believer or on the fence, really um, get to know God because there mm-hmm. is circumstances and Lacey, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we've talked a lot. I think you're here as well, but I could talk I talk and oh, I feel like God I I'm a, like what we do it how we do it how you do it today <laughs> I'll get an answer like that day like a real yep. happening and I'm like you know and when something unfortunate happens in my life my eyes are like what are you teaching me what what right. can I learn from this what part of my being are you trying to chisel so that I can up level because God will never ever give you more than you can handle and that's the good things too because guess what we're a lot more reckless with the good shit than we are with the bad things mm-hmm. with the bad things we hold on to the bad things like this but then you see people get your pain your anger your abuse you hold on to it so tight but when god gives you money you spend it and you're so busy flossing it for everybody god gives you a house and it's filthy you know like you're not mm-hmm. stewarding over things so it, it goes both ways Take that moment and lean into him and lean into his fullness and get to know the character of God. Because in my experience, like I said, we've talked about it and we talked about it off air. We talked about it in the last episode, but um, sometimes I feel like God, he don't play games, but he'll be like, keep your faith up, keep your faith up. And then he'll, he'll seemingly almost like give you something that's not quite what you asked for, just to see if you maintain the faith and the gratitude to keep that blessing coming Ooh, and, yes. and it's and always just I, about it but not you know, it you about you about to and you're and it's about to slip away that's why i say get to know the character of god because then you learn time and space collapses and you're able to move in the spiritual right in a spiritual way and when you move in a spiritual way baby oh it's over it's what over. happens in the world is always for you I'm living testament yes, of that. Yes, You're living testament yes. of that. Like literally, I say this all the time, and now it's on TikTok. It's a thing. It's lucky girl syndrome. You know how people are like, everything works out for me. Everything works out for me. It's for real. It is wild, but it is in surrender. The difference is, is that it is surrender. 
that I yesterday wrote this whole long thing that I mentioned to you before this about grief and gratitude, that life is hard, that I have to feel grief, that it is everything, that I am all of it, that I am shadow, I am light, I am the moon, I am the sun, I am, I am all of it. I am, I am this constantly evolving thing. And the solid rock that I can come back to is God. Whether you, whatever you want to choose to identify, that energy, that grounding truth that I can never be shaken from because I had nothing to give. I had nowhere to go. I had nothing to run to. I had nothing to run from. It was me. And to go, wow, I have seen how on a daily basis, literally, like you say, surrendering, releasing, acknowledging and doing it all over again it's appreciation not possession everything that god gives to me i appreciate i deeply value and that being the gratitude of my heart i had this moment where i had shared and it was one of the most vulnerable things i think i've ever done which was i shared about financially i was in a place where i had like seven dollars to my name I wasn't making anything I was trying so hard was so burnt out I've had autoimmune issues and things because my body is just gone too far I've worked two jobs for the last 15 years um I've been in school I've I've been doing instead of being I've never had the space to be in my life it's only ever been about doing and earning and proving and providing for myself and I had this fear set in you spoke life over me that day so many and I reached out to my people I reached out to my soul family and I shared what was happening I posted on social media a reel of this is where I'm at and I'm going to be honest because I know this is going to be a testament of what God does and I I know this will be this is not the end for me but I'm still terrified in it I have faith and an audacity to believe, and that faith is there, but the fear still is real. So I can acknowledge the fear and say, no, I'm not going to listen to you, but you're still here, but I'm going to keep going anyway. And literally I'm sitting in the kitchen. I'd done all of this. And mind you, I saw God move that day for me via people sending me money, people praying over me, people encouraging me, people resonating and saying, me too. I get it. I'm so blown away that you're being authentic in this space and like giving me permission to go oh wait it's not I just was me blown away. that was hard for me to do that was a choice and to go I'm not weak because I'm struggling I'm weak because I need support and to be met with this I'm not even weak I'm just in a position of yeah. needing support Re I take all that back but that literally I'm sitting in the kitchen <laughs> skirt yeah <laughs> we both did it <laughs> I'm sitting in the kitchen of this job that I could not stand that was sucking the literal life out of me cooking vegetables and in that moment God channeled the sweetest most genuine message oh I'm gonna cry y'all the voice I hear of God is of excitement now for me it's that still small voice that is so excited to love me and that desire that I've seeked externally from other men, from relationship, from achievements, from whatever, that voice came to me and literally dropped this into my spirit in a way that was tangible and in words. I am so excited to provide for you 
because of your heart. And it was in that moment, I fell on the ground and I just started sobbing. And the kids I'm working with are like, what in the world? <laughs> like, what is going on over here? But it was, it was so, that knowing was real to me. I know that my heart is the reason that God will provide so abundantly for me and is providing so abundantly for me. It's a heart space. And my heart was in surrender surrender the mess it's not in my control none of this is in my control so instead of going oh what do I have to do or who do I need to be or what how do where do I need to bring that and I always need to bring it back to God and go God what are we doing with this how can I work with you here I'm here I don't get it I don't like it It doesn't feel good I'm in the dark (laughs) I feel like I only have the next step but that's where the magic is it really is and it's such a hard position it's such a hard posture to be in um, I think that's the, the test. You know, we talk a lot about God tests us. Uh, that's like almost the test. It's at that point when all you could see is logic. I mean, in my mm-hmm. circumstance right now, I, I, I have something where it's like that too. And oftentimes it, it does show up financially. And sometimes it's right. like, all I see is the next step. And I remember that day you're talking about and just with you and talking to you and the way that you you literally become lighter through the conversation mm-hmm. it shows like the energy you know I very I could feel it the energy just lifts and lifts and lifts and I, I just know I'm like God's doing his work that was God moving right. that energy around and now right. that light is able to like you know pour into her so abundantly it's those moments where you're about to break are you still going to choose faith over fear right when all you could see is the next step are you still going to choose faith over fear and i'll tell you this and and this is going to be a spoiler alert um since we're talking about shadow work if you choose fear you're going to battle the shadow again Mm. to be given the and tell me i'm wrong Lacey. look at your life anybody on the air wherever you could comment dm me if you want to if you choose fear over faith, that experience is going to get recycled. And oftentimes it's recycled and it comes back in an even louder, more sensitive way. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Oftentimes people choose fear again because that's all we know. We are conditioned. We are not conditioned to believe that we have a God that wants us to fly. We're be- First of all, we're conditioned to believe we have a condemning, angry you know, sword testing God. so that you're wrong. Yeah. Versus and testing because you, I want to make sure you like it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And God's like, like, you sure we like this? We like this. This is a, my plan. We can do oh, this. You this sure? Is, this is you <laughs> you like, choosing it? Like... <laughs> Wait, let's and... actually choose it. No, not yet. Okay. When you're ready, you're like, that's the test. <laughs> when you're and ready, I'm ready. It's yeah. so interesting that like a lot of my shadow work framework comes from actually, um, it's not a religious framework whatsoever, but it is spiritual. And because I believe shadows are spiritual and something interesting that you said was when you looked at the, oh, wow, this is deep. When you looked in the mirror and you saw you, your mother and and your grandmother's face inside of your face and you felt I mean, it. I hated that. I hated the way my face was set up before that. I used to judge my like, profile. That's my grandmother's face. Isn't I love my beautiful? grandmother. That shifted everything. Yeah. And wow. it's like, in that moment, 
were you breaking a generational curse? Like in that moment, was there an energetic exchange where you looked at yourself and the way your face looked with love and admiration mm. instead of contempt and anger and the sad girl face? Because I've heard you use that term before, the sad girl. It, it, you didn't talk to that beautiful girl you have in the back of your phone right now. Like she was a burden or lived such a burdened life. Like if that was mm. your daughter, you would never do that to her. Right. And when you looked at yourself in that moment, I can't help but feel like, you know, maybe you don't even know it yet. Maybe one day you'll have a daughter that will never once yeah. hate, like dislike herself or mm. wish she was different, you know, because mm. because you are a divine package. And back to what we were saying earlier about the honoring your parents and you are the sum of your mother and your grandmother and your daddy. And, you know, you experienced it with your sibling. And I just so grateful that you got that moment of, of love with yourself. This really went off, but it's just that moment oh, that no. you had with the mirror. It was just, yeah. it yeah. spoke to me. And I do believe in breaking chains. And I believe that yeah. we break chains. And I believe you have this divine connection to the yeah. source and this divine connection yeah. that this is your job. And I receive that so fully. And what yeah. you do for other people and the way that you model it for other people to do it is something you need to keep doing. And that to you, I say that too. I say that a thousand percent because you've spoken life and to me, like I could literally go on for, I, I when you were saying that about having a daughter, I just imagine your sweet baby and that sphere that she has and going to have Steph as a freaking mom. Oh my gosh. What, <laughs> what lottery did you win? Like, what did oh. you, what did you have to do? You know, like, because I just think of how different because we are the sum of that. That's what I recognized in those moments because on, on with psilocybin and using that, I've always used it with very clear intention. I've had a healthy fear of it because I've heard so many stories. Right. And realistically, I do firmly believe people who have quote unquote bad trips, they're still trips that you need. It's showing you where you are. And so Mm. for me, I was in a place that was the same day that I had, uh, I had done a meditation. So I had that experience in the mirror and I did mirror work exercises. And I had recognized one, I had always been made fun of growing up of for my profile because I have small lips. And I used to be told I had a big nose and a big chin for my profile. And it reminded me of a witch. It was just like that idea of that Halloween picture I had of this woman on a broom and her big nose and you know the whatever and people never saw me that way but I saw me that way and I'd make certain faces or there'd be a picture and I go oh this is I saw a picture of my grandmother at her wedding day and I have her exact profile and that the things that I hated about myself I was hating the very sum of who I am and I ended up meeting myself in the mirror That's why I'm so big on mirror work. I think it is so powerful. But I met myself in the mirror. And I said, I see you for the first time ever. I see that it was never about your family. It was never about the pain of your dad. It was never about that. They couldn't hold you. You're so much bigger than that. You're so much love. You're so much goodness. You're so much 
like you're I see you I love you I'm so sorry they couldn't see you and I just held myself and I was it was one of the most intimate things and after that it led into a meditation that I ended up doing and I also have never experienced this in my physical body the way that I have in the last year the acknowledgement that everything is energy and where we put our energy things flow but that we also have an energetic body we have oh we have a physical body we have a spirit right we have and when we are aware of that and we are intentional with what we are how we are managing what is ours i invite god into those spaces so i'm doing meditation and i just got this intuitive feeling to rub my hand like a few inches up and down my abdomen above like elevating above my abdomen and it was I've never ever experienced this before where I could physically feel energy from my hand like a current of energy from my hand to my body and from my body to my hand and I'm going up and down just the core center of my body and my hand stopped over my womb And it was that same voice of those God downloads, right? The reason you're having hormonal issues and health problems with your reproductive, you know, woman, everything is because we're trying to keep you safe. We're shutting it down because it's been used against you. It's still being held there that I've been assaulted, that I've been whatever. And it was literally in that moment that I made peace with my body, that I said, no, we're safe. I feel you. I see you. I know you're trying. I know you're even that I'm going, what's wrong with my body? Why am I growing hair? Why is my hormones like this? Why is this? So whatever. My body is trying to protect me from very real threats that were my life. And that on a core soul knowing level, those dark places were still loving I didn't understand it. I couldn't know it fully. But then in that exact moment, when I went back up to my heart, I had this acknowledgement towards my dad. And I forgave my dad in that moment where I said he could never see me for who I actually was. And that's such a loss for him. And it's not from a, a sense of like your loss, I, you know, your blah, blah, blah. It was truly going, I'm so sad you cannot witness the fullness of who I am because of the lenses that you still have. And I'm not going to let that, I'm not carrying that anymore. And quite literally in that meditation, it was in that moment, same thing. I felt the energy from my hand to my heart, my heart to my hand. And it was like, I took a breath for the first time. And the only thing I can express it as was like a 50 pound weight lifted off of my physical chest like it was like actual tangible weight that was gone and that when I the whole I say all of this to say I am planning on going back to school to which I've not announced any of this yet could change I'm open to all the flow going back to school to study to be a therapist solely to work with PTSD within guided trips and within I firmly believe it is the future of medicine in regards to mental health I've seen how one experience has shifted my brain chemistry forever using it intentionally and how when we can facilitate those spaces for people like that I was able to walk myself through that most people cannot and I would not recommend doing that 
it is extremely like, by all means, please do not do what I did thinking that that's how you heal. That's how I needed to heal. That's what I needed. And in that space, I've seen how transformative that is. But yeah, no, it's been wild. It's been so wild that I've learned to now recognize the scariest parts of myself as just, it's all an invitation. There's something there. And I don't Mm -hmm. like how it feels, but instead of making it a binary black and white, good and bad, uh, negative feeling, positive feeling, says who? It's just a thing. It's just a feeling. It's a real memory. It's a real experience. So instead of invalidating that experience or suppressing it or pushing it aside, I always refer to it like a beach ball or a basketball, like you shove under the water. You can hold it for a while, but then you let that baby go. The deeper it goes, the faster that thing comes flying right back up and smacks you in the face. Like, let's be real. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's so worth it to learn how to navigate the dark because a lot of our life is that contrast. It definitely is. The law of polarization. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's such a thing. So (laughs) tell me, Seth, what do you think is the biggest in what you've seen? What do you think are the biggest blocks for people in navigating shadow work? Or what are the things that hinder people in shadow work so much? Um, Honestly, people don't like hearing about themselves they are a lot of times a lot of people are married to victimhood and i feel personally attacked (laughs) that was me my whole life (laughs) in the way that i do my shadow work i like to see where we that victimhood i like to uh, re-narrate it to power Right. Mm-hmm. If you could see something that you you've done to consent for this pattern to be a part of your life, then you can undo that pattern because the pattern is yours. To go even more spiritually, the demon is yours. And every person that you meet, if you got like if you have a moment and this would be like an interpersonal relationship, like you meet somebody and y'all just click and it's like, oh my God, I feel like I've known you my whole life. But y'all not doing anything fruitful to to with each other. You guys are generally maybe pish poshing over not liking the same person or not liking the same things or saying really superficial. A lot of times that chemistry is actually trauma bonding. Right. It's Historical. actually like your demons are playing with my demons, and those usually run and then they crash and burn pretty hard so um yeah just just (laughs) so um i feel like a lot of people are i think that's the biggest block is people not wanting to acknowledge the role they play in their own suffering Mm. neglecting to remember that if they acknowledge it they can alter it do it yes they're powerful so I may say that people are afraid to accept their power not so much married to their victimhood I think they kind of go hand in hand afraid to own their power step into their power that oh oh, it took me nine months it took me nine months when I tell you oh girl and it's still the whole idea of imposter syndrome I think is that that realistically we have these spaces and you're still called to power and Mm -hmm. it does not disqualify you 
it actually qualifies you. It's the strength, the admission of need. The admission of need is showing the power in it, right? I can't have God's power without the admission of my need for it. If I think I am strength and powerful and all the things and all the ways without that air in my sails, (laughs) that is some dangerous territory. And I think that that's what I've learned over and over and over again is the reason why I'm now bringing God source, whatever you choose to, I, it needs to be all up in this space because that is what has given wisdom and direction and guidance in the dark because there are times where I think I am way stronger than I am and then that one thing comes and I go what I thought we were (laughs) I thought we were past this one or like you said again again right like and it's it's that there is so much power when you shift things in major ways and that thing does come around again and your reaction is now different you might fall into it. Like I had an eight month relationship situationship thing where that was my patterns, but I was walking through it from a place of awareness for the first time in my life. I had never had that sense of self-awareness. I had never had that awareness of my physical body, my spiritual body, my heart, how I felt, how, what I was choosing and watching the fruit. Like I saw it play out in a way that I stayed in it and I was still, it was so twisty and dark and it felt so historical. Like you said, it felt so natural in the fact that my life was abuse. My life was narcissist. My life was naturally that. And so when I went against that, it felt so unnatural. It felt so terrifying and foreign. And when I really said, wait a second, what am I doing here? Where am I pouring my literal biggest resource, which is my heart and my energy and my time and and having that awareness of your heart is breaking, Lace. Like you are a shell of a person that is starting to waste away again. What are we doing? And that shift, when those shifts happen, like you said, you see yourself making different choices and that's how you actually build confidence. That's how you combat imposter syndrome by saying no 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 it is me I am her because I either have everybody fooled and I'm doing this manipulative mastermind show which I'm not because life's hard in, in general I couldn't you're keep not. up with it I could speak to but, that. You're <laughs> <not>. <laughs> but or this is just who I am you know and it's like I can own that I can feel that I can acknowledge that and it that inner voice of fear it's all fear and I love that you brought that forward and people acknowledging that you have two choices. I always say this too with communication because I feel like most of my clients really, really struggle and I am the same way too. So I so get it with clear upfront. How do you actually feel? What do you actually think? What are you actually, how are we actually presenting ourselves? Like you said, not what you think you're saying, not what you think you're presenting, not what you think. What are you choosing? Is it in alignment? with what you say you want. If your choices and your words do not align, there is a disconnect and we need to find it. And so being clear about what that intention is, where we're at, how we feel, using that awareness to start pick chipping away at those things. 
and reframing and empowering people in what is in their control. I find so many people struggle with communication and they live in a space of delusion because they're having these rehearsals in their mind about a conversation that can be had with another human being and understanding that there's perception and that you can get somebody else's view and perception and reality to them. You now are presented with two options instead of infinite possibilities that are torturing you every second of every day. You can either trust that they're telling you the truth and that's actually how they feel or you don't. That they're manipulating, that they're lying, that you don't doesn't feel authentic, whatever. You can never know the fullness of what they think they say, what they want to say, what they really mean. You will never know that fully, 100%. Really, that's their mind, their experience, their perception, their world. You get to now choose, am I going to be somebody who will trust them based off of the evidence and the trustworthiness of this person or not? Instead of living in this space of, well, maybe they did it because of this past or blah, blah, blah. And maybe I know one time they said this and maybe it meant that. And this, why don't you ask them? Because then you get this clarity that saves so much mental space. It saves so much energy. You not get always the exact and like the answer to the question, but sometimes you're able to gauge based off of how they're able to answer a question. Like if somebody was to be like, dang, Lace, like, that's real deep. You're, you know what? I have people in my life that they don't know how to handle when you ask them, what do you want? Mm. Because here we go with shadow work because they've, their voice has never been valued. Right. And you got to love on those areas for the people that you love, love on those areas and teach them to love on those areas too, because you know, we're all, you know, I believe that we come into this world light beings. We are light. We are light. Like, see it in the babies. I can cannot, prove this. Children cannot see out of their sight for a month of their life. Mm. They can't see, but they could feel everything that's around them. Ch- babies are so spiritual and like just just innately because they came from our womb. And mm. then, and then we get our mother and our father, and they have their set of issues that calibrate their communication, their anger, their temperament, their everything. And you raise your child. Then you go to school mm. and you start to, now you got the temperament, the ideas, the ideals, the theories, and all of this of every other child that's around you. And our beautiful, light, energetic space becomes polluted. Mm. Something I tell my daughter is you live your life how you want to live it, but you make sure it's you that's making that choice. You. You know your soul. We live in a crazy world right now, girl. You know your soul. You know. You know because I've been talking to you since you was a baby. You Sam, know your soul. She won the, she won the lotto, y'all. <laughs> She's got, you got space yeah, for intuition no, in this. I'm the one that won the lotto. <laughs> I'm like, y'all for real. I'll be like, we are aligned and abundant. We are alive. We are not out here. No, we are gonna check that real fast and say when you check my (laughs) when you check. I tell her, make sure make sure you stay true to who you are. Um, and so a lot of times, like you were saying with the shadow work, sometimes people haven't been given the floor to really say what's bothering them. And that's why shadow work coaching is important because if you tell people I do shadow work and you give them like two journaling prompts, it's only going to 
scratch the surface. Yeah. You know what I mean? So with working with me, the the work we do is first of all, I do energetic readings. I gather the energy that's in our space and I'm doing a happy dance on the side of the camera, y'all. Just so I know. I'm literally going, Yay! I love this because I've and seen it's real, y'all. It's so real. Like I take the information and I'm not really sure how to explain it into words, but I take the information that I'm getting in the flesh and around me and in the spirit, like the spiritual communication that I'm getting. And I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I have seven shadows that I like to base things off of. And literally as words come out of your mouth, like it's almost like the words get compartmentalized with the shadows. So then by the end, we are able to discuss what's going on, what I saw and I haven't had a situation where it hasn't resonated. So Ooh. yet, and I'm not being boastful. I think I'm chosen. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But I, and I, and it's only, this is all practical. Everybody can get to this space, but it takes practice and you can't be afraid. It's a muscle. Of, of the, of the monster under your own bed. And the bed is your soul. Like you can't be afraid of those. But a lot of times, and I know for me, I come from a background with sexual abuse. We've talked about this. Sometimes it get real it gets really hard. You don't want to go back to those places. And um it's happened to me a few times, a couple of times in my life where um and I dealt with them very, very differently. The first one, I I repressed the first one until the third one happened. Yeah. Fifteen years later. And then suddenly I was at lunch with Danny and I just started crying and I and I said something. And it was like suddenly the memory came back. And that whole day came back to me. I was suddenly a 12 year old again. Mm. And I was like, repressing memories is a real thing. I've never, never, ever, ever, ever experienced that. And I started really working in the shadows. Um, So you are familiar with the Bible. I go off of the shadows as the seven cardinal sins. If you look at anything in shadow work, we got pride lust, greed, envy, anger, gluttony, and sloth, which is laziness. A lot of things that happen in our lives go back to those those seven things. When you're like, oh my I don't want to use my, my brain voice. is about to explode by you just putting it in those my words. Voice. And look at this, the most offensive of them all, like some people may argue with me, but the most offensive of them all is the demon of Lucifer. People think Lucifer is just a name for the devil. It's not. It's the demon of pride. It was the fallen angel who was struck down from heaven. Shame is a derivative of pride. So if you're sitting here shameful, wanting to cover yourself up, you are going against your purpose. There is no way that it is divine for you to feel shame, no matter what happens to you. Mm. It will never be divine because your shame is going to recalibrate somebody's story who wants to kill themselves for that Mm. same shame. But if you kept it to yourself, Mm. where's the hero? Lacey, you know, you've helped people. I know I've helped people walk themselves off that edge. My life was shame. I have had, I have had more than I can count on two hands by being authentic and being real and by loving what oh my gosh I have so many words to what you said meeting those spaces in love loving on those people when they are not worthy of it when you can let go of the outcome when you can let go of what I need from you as a consumer relationship to you as somebody who has to be met with the 100% 
how are you benefiting me? What am I getting out of this? And I can release it and I can see myself fully and I can see you as a separate person and I can acknowledge that it's a gift to be with you. It's a sacred space. I do not have it forever because things change and life happens and people move and people die and all of this, right? When we can acknowledge the truth and separate ourselves from that identity of like, this isn't for us to get everything out of it the ways that we want it it's for our refinement it's for our betterment and there are people in our life that come in our path and I know for me I can literally count more than I can on two hands like probably over 15 people and I'm 29 y'all that have literally said in words if it was not for your existence in your life I would be dead I am one of them I am one of them if it was not for the, my, I was suicidal. I was suicidal. I, the only words that shame brought to me in the year 2020, I was, I allowed, this was before I had any idea what shadow work was, what even meditation, what mindfulness, what all of this, I had invited these skills of like slowing down, paying attention, meditating for the first time. I was also isolated at home. My life and marriage was falling apart. Everything was like worst case scenario in my fear mind. And the world was on fire. My parents finally said like just so many things at the same time. I had no idea what to do with those feelings. And I just allowed those loops of not trusting and not feeling safe and not and just the shame, the shame, the shame, the shame that has been my whole life. Shame was my identity. It was everything I was and I saw and yes. it was torment. The only thing that comes from shame, the word torment, I was being mm. tormented by my mind. I was being tormented. That's so real. And it was, when you say that, I see now, I was just given the most beautiful card yesterday. Oh, I'm going to cry. That um was like, you've taught me what love looks like and what it is to be loved. That is so beautiful. Because when you can give genuine love to you, you can see when somebody else needs it too. And that right there is healing. That right there is the work, is saying, no, I see you. You can't see it yet. But when you do, you come find me and we'll talk about it, right? I'm going to speak it over you before you can. I'm going to love you well right now. I'm going to show you, you don't have to do anything to be safe and to be worthy, right? Because I get it now. And that that shame brought nothing into my life but torment. Mm. Do not listen to the voice of shame. That is, whether you want to call it ego, whatever you want to call it, it's lying. It's not true. Mm. Oh. And ego is quite literally exactly what it is. Your ego is your your outer self you know what I mean and that's what it does uh, something interesting to what you said Lacey is um you know you ever talk to people and they're like oh this is what I love you ever talk to people and they're like I feel heavy oh yeah for sure so there's a lot of people don't study but there's a science quantum physics that studies the weight of energy and it's super dope but there's this theory that was conducted many many centuries ago called the seven gram theory and it, bas- it, it basically says that when a person dies, there was a, a doctor who stayed by the bedside of people who were passing away. And the consistent finding was that every person that passed away, their body lightened by seven grams. 
So it is a theory that the soul weighs seven grams. It's actually a physical thing that weighs seven grams and it leaves your body. Um, you know the soul. I'm about, I'm about to cry. Uh, not cry. I, yo, this is such an emotional podcast. I'm pretty sure I cried on the last podcast too. But my grandfather, when he had passed away, I got to talk to him two days before he passed. And I, I'm a nurse. I'm a, my my uh, earthly job is a nurse. And and I um, I've seen people die. I've been at bedsides while people die. When right. I saw my grandfather, I video called him. I could tell you, I, I had the discernment to know his soul wasn't there. Mm. There's a look, and it's what people des des describe the look of death mm. to be. And I'm like, we know all these things so innately, yet we're around the same age. I'm a little bit older than you, Lace, but like, you watched Boy Meets World when you were a kid, right? Mm, of course. You know how like they're, they're, they're signing up for Pembroke, and I think Eric wants to go into a class with a hot girl, so he takes quantum physics. So quantum physics was put out into the ether back then on children television, right? But when he they went to the the quantum physics class, the guy was like, right there in, in the Disney Channel teaching us, you don't need to know about this. It's beyond you. Nobody understands this. It's something so complicated. So with all this quantum physics talk and why none of us take it, but we have to take fucking biology or Okay, maybe biology is a little important, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right. I mean, no, let yeah. me tell you something. Those go hand in hand a little bit. I love I, me some science. It's just all a I science. Biology science changes. <laughs> Don't science tell people that. Is, <laughs> science is wild, girl. You know, it's, like, no, but that's what that showed me God for the first time, actually, was science. When I was totally separate from the church, I went, there's got to be some. This is wild. <laughs> There's too many consistencies. The life don't work like this. This is wild. But <laughs> the heaviest energy to carry is shame. Mm -hmm. That but right by there. Weight, by actual weight, mm. is heavier. So, and people have a hard time linking, and this is where the disconnect comes with shadow work. How can my shame be pride? I'm far from prideful. I'm a people pleaser. Well, people pleaser. I'm being is humble, which is too. why I'm shaming myself. Yeah, no, you're not being humble. You're self-hating. And that's why I go into self-talk a lot. Because, and I do my, you know, I have my little day self-talk Tuesday, shadow work Wednesday. Um, because, you know, you were talking about the way you would talk to yourself and the way you talked about your appearance before and stuff like that. And when I went into my first coaching course um, with a coach, I signed up for with a coach. Um, we did this thing where we monitored our talk and it's a practice I implement with my own clients. And I was noticing, yo, I'm a mean ass bitch, yo. Like I was yo, like- I go at myself. I go and I'm at like, it. You, you know what's the saddest thing? I would never talk to somebody like that. Ever. But the way I would tell myself, and it was like, hurtful things like here I'll give something I used to say acutely you probably heard me say this I would be like stupid Stephanie I'm so do you dumb. know yep do you know how triggering the word stupid is for me if other people call me it if somebody calls for someone to insult my intelligence is the way to honestly it's not even to get me angry it's the way to hurt me because mm -hmm. I think I've always been pretty undermined or I've always been so smart but never heard I've been praised for how smart I am but shut the fuck up you yes, know like that, that type of thing that it's and, when it's confronting somebody else that smart and it's 
intellect of hey you gotta I see you it's like shut up <laughs> you but can't it's see been, me it's been my whole damn it's been like that like Same. my whole life so then I hear myself and I talk to myself and I'm like I don't talk to nobody like this but I actually talk to myself and had I never taken the moment to monitor that self-talk because self-talk is autopilot it's recycled yeah like 80 percent of our thoughts are recycled from the day before so if you're not 95 shifting it's 95 95% of our thoughts out of the 70,000 that 70 on average is about 70,000 up to 74,000 ish a day 95% of those thoughts are the exact same thoughts the exact same as the day before your thoughts are oh I gotta go to work Oh, I gotta stop and get I'm so tired. Oh, oh, I'm finally on my way home. I'm gonna. Oh, Dan, you know Danny's not cooking. I'm gonna start a fight. We operate off such autopilot, and I think that's such a beautiful way to start shadow work for anybody that's listening to this. Just try to take yourself off autopilot and move with intention. When you take yourself off of autopilot and move with intention, you're able to actually observe your behaviors. You know, and when you observe your behaviors you're able to then take inventory on it and see which ones are giving you positivity, positive charge, like a battery, a positive charge or a negative charge. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people, shadow work needs to come up in the way they help people because some people do help from a place of people pleasing and not genuine help. And I used to be a big people pleaser. I think that's a big shadow I see very often is people pleasing. and that energy behind it is what returns cup syndrome. You know, you're pouring and pouring, but because, because you're, you're pouring, not because you have this abundance that you want to share with this person in need, you're pouring out of scarcity to see if you could bid what you could do to keep them in your life, to make you feel worthy. Cause surely if I do this for you, you're going to see my worth and you'll never leave me. And Lacey, how many times do people leave after that? Mm. After you pour their cup, you fill their cup from your, Oh, they're going to love me. And we're not consciously doing it. Like, oh, they're going to love me. They're not going to leave. But you know when you realize you're a people pleaser when they leave and you're like, but how could they leave? I gave them Look at all everything. I did for them. I gave them everything. Yep. And get what, guess what you're left with? A empty, broken down gas tank. That's what you're left mm. with. And so that you have if that's to a narrative that you have to repair, ain't nobody going to repair that for you. And that's what shadow work really serves to. I really... Uh, you know, just ha it's the process of safely meeting yourself intimately, being able to be like, Steph, I see you. You know, every time people start looking for advice, you start talking about yourself. And I know you mean well, Steph, but um, you're doing what you mean to be doing. You mean to, because I'm an empath, right? This is something that was told to me years ago. So I've done shadow work around it. I have been told, like, you make it about you. And I'm like, oh, I have to look at myself. Instead of getting it, I got to look at myself and be like, okay, the people I'm trying to help are giving me this feedback. So what am I doing? Because it's not a matter of if they think I'm good at helping them. It's a matter of if I'm actually am I helping them or not. Yeah, yes. my heart is to help. So, yeah. so I sit there and I'm like, the reason why I do make it about myself is because I'm an empath. When you could tell me something about you, I could tell you a part of me that makes you feel understood. That is what I thought I was doing. Mm. Now I understand that's not effective. So I have to understand, okay, I got my space where I get to write out what I feel. 
And I get to hold on to these notes of all the areas, whether it be pride with the shame, whether it be lust with porn addiction, infidelity, rape, whether it be greed with money and the lack thereof, envy. Ooh, envy's a dangerous one. Green, Ooh, disgusting girl. little beast. You know, all these things, like you're able to take these notes about yourself it to where your relationships become stronger your relationship with yourself becomes stronger when you're able to accept feedback from other people you don't gotta wonder what everybody's thinking they told you and they feel comfortable to tell you and they trust you to tell you that you are going to take that information and honor it and i'm not saying change everything but what i am saying is that sometimes if people are telling you you're talking about yourself your intention could be good as hell the truth is you're still talking about yourself and this person needs an ear so yeah, that right there how can it's you discernment the hard thing. you that's speak hard discernment thing girl this girl she was like lace we go speak discernment on you we need to pray for discernment because discerning there's so many voices there are so many things there are so many energy vampires that would love to receive the goodness of who you are and mm. pour into that and you be all of the things that that is who you are your heart and the intention is there but now that's not what we're talking about when we that's that that shift of going we're not talking about your worthiness we're not talking about what your intentions were we're not talking about your validity as a human being worthy of existing here we're talking about skills. These are things that you can get better at. So you cannot, I cannot go out and want to get in my car and get directions from a GPS that has no idea where I am. Mm -hmm. So I need to know where I am knowing because I have touched the truth, whether that being through love, through therapy, through support, through whatever that I am choosing just the same way that I give other people that space of worth and love. And I would never speak to them that way. I would never view them that way because my lens, yes, being that it has been what it is, my life being abused, my life being assaulted, my life being all of these things, I was that. That is not ever who I actually was. Those were experiences mm -hmm. that impacted my lens on the world. And when I can start shifting the lenses, I can start seeing that's never who I actually was. So when I realize it's not about, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about our belief systems around whether or not we're worthy or not, or we're good or not, or whatever. These are choices. If you do not like your choices, you will not like your life. And the more you learn to actually take accountability and responsibility and discern am I choosing things that I say I want am I actually owning my life am I actually here or am I living mm -hmm. on autopilot that's why mindfulness for me and practices that just get me back in my body are so powerful I have my hand on my chest all the time which is actually now I had this um I saw this picture of my grandmother the last time I saw her and she had her, her hand on the nape of her neck, like just on her neck the same way that I normally where I put my hand. And that is was so sacred to me to see that picture and go, oh my gosh, she did that too. Whether she modeled that for me or not, I do that all the time. And now mm -hmm. it's that sweet, 
little moment within myself where I go, I see you, Lace. I'm here. We're still here. You're still here. We're good. Like, we're chilling. Don't worry about it. In conversation. when And now it's so automatic that I can feel myself doing it and go, do you need me? What do I need from me? Mothering I- your inner child. Oh, and that nurturing spirit. I've been a mother. I had this realization in so much. I actually led my first wellness retreat this last weekend. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It was so powerful. So, so, so powerful. And I saw that that connection, that presence, that love, that nurturing spirit, that is what brings healing because people can bring forward to you the fullness of who you are. And you can look at them and say, I still love you. That is God. That is that childlike. You are, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to make mistakes. These are choices. This is not who you are, but you need to look at your choices. Let's do it together. I'm shouldering this with you. You bring something up where you say, um, like that, that I think people offer up unconditional love. It's it's the best, hear me out. Like it's the best type of love, right? Um, nobody in human form has unconditional love. Hundred percent. It is, it is a activation of God pouring through you. Yeah. Unconditional love doesn't exist. Parents kick their it's kids hard, out. Y'all. Husbands leave their wives. It costs a lot. Their whole family out. Like everything, people love in the human form expires. It, this is the thing. Love is not a feeling. It's a state of being. And if you regard love as a feeling you are going to run out of it. And it's constantly going to be uh, very fill empty, fill empty relationship where you're always going to need something back. When you are in your light, whatever that light means to you, um, you can find that more in shadow work. But <laughs> if, if you are in your light for love, it, it's almost actually, you don't need to be filled before you pour it. You pour it and then it fills you. And then it's like a a fountain, a river, a wild river. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, but unconditional love, when you're saying I could love you where you're at and I could love you in this mess and in this dark and in this mud, um, that's such a genuine place. And for anybody that hears somebody, you know, say that, utilize that space. If you have someone I didn't telling trust you it. that. I didn't trust it. I know, I know. And that's why, you know, the biggest gem in shadow work and the biggest reason why it's so effective is because it always starts with you. Because if you're going off of your experiences and what you trust in other people, Mm. you're going to rob yourself from a lot. But if you pray on discernment, Mm. and if you pray two prayers, I've been praying for a very long time, probably five, six years for my discernment, which God has blessed me. Coming in hot. For (laughs) eyes to see the world through God's eyes. Why? Because if I see that, I know where the light is and I know where it's not. I could look at a circumstance in my life, very objectively, very ugly circumstances that I didn't ask for in any way. And I could say, you know what? I low-key knew there wasn't a light there. Mm. Why would I aimlessly, without my GPS, try to drive through the mountains? You know, like you were saying, it's like a GPS in the car. And then tell myself I failed. And it's then I get fucking simple. hijacked again, and I wonder why. I wonder why I was hijacked because I I denied myself the power that I had anything to do with my hijacking. And this gets really deep because I've had to do this with the sexual abuse. Yeah. And no, this is to tell you guys, and I'm going to tell you this now: it is not your fault. 
But in my experience, I got the pleasure, and this is what actually started me doing this. I got the beautiful, beautiful ordained experience of having a very spiritual encounter with God. And God took me back to a place where I was 19 years old and I said something. This is real. I said something. And I, I couldn't have remembered that moment, but he took me like a flip book to that moment. And I said, do it to me. I deserve it. Those were the words that came out of my mouth. And yeah. whatever I said, do to me, I deserve it happened. And it happened again and again and again and again. And so that bitch. Wow. And, and I, I was sexually assaulted as well. And I also know that I was in a position in my life where I quite literally carried myself as if I had no worth or value or trash. I was trash in the world in my perspective of myself. I had nothing to give, you know? And so I chose that's right there. That's why this is important. Shadow work is important because you choose from that space. You live your life from your shadows. If you're not willing to, Oh, I just, uh, I just got this reminder. One of my best friends, Taitlin, she also, channels in this way and she had a thought come to her that about we were talking about shadows and darkness and contrast and all of that and that that if you do not accept and hold and invite light the only other option is to invite darkness I had a conversation just like that this weekend. So yes, right there. Lisa. It was this weekend. It was this weekend. It literally is that. My bachelorette you... party was a spiritual retreat in itself. It was crazy. <laughs> I love I love it. I love it so equal much. Equal part, so equal part, equal parts. Ads clapping and worshiping God, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's always both. I love it. I love it so hard. No, but this, this guy, seriously, I don't, I can't even put into words. I know we can talk about this for literally ever. And mm -hmm. reach out to me. I'll connect you with Steph. Look in the in the show notes. All of her info will be there. Work through this with people. I know I have a specific way of dealing with shadow work within my clients. I, I'm such a firm believer too within mindset and self-talk and challenging what are the stories? What are you telling yourself right now? And we break that down. Steph has her approach to doing it in, in the spiritual space. We're all in this. We're all doing this. The narratives thing. is a huge thing. Narratives. You're you living off a loop. Your narrative. You get yes. to do this. It's not easy. You cannot do it alone, but you get to do this because you do not stay here. There is support here. You do not like your life. You do not feel good in where you're at. You are torturing yourself. You are being tormented by the stories. You feel the overwhelm of the heaviness of that darkness. That was my whole life. Mm. And you hear me now and people see me now. And I'm referred to, I literally had a stranger tell me the other day that I looked like human sunshine. That I live, oh, I've I had so many things about sun, <sighs> which is wild. I, I found a necklace the other day in the store and same thing. It was like, I was returning it. And the lady was like, honestly, I'll give it to you for like $2. Cause somebody returned it. I thought it was broken. It's not, but I can give you a discount. And I'm going, I got a sunshine necklace now because I'm human yes, sunshine. You do. And just the amount of that is a choice. I fight to be her. I fight to have the space to love me well. And to say, no, 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 no. We're not listening to the stories that you have lived. 
You're not listening to the pain that was your identity because you have a real identity. You have an actual story that is meant for you. You have purpose. You have, there is an intention for your life and the heart that you have in it and the choices that you make in it. And when we can lean into wisdom and discernment from the shadow and from the pain, that's where the answers that we need are. The only reason I can be light is because I have navigated the dark. It's the, again, the polarities, the opposites, the contrast, whatever you want to call it. You cannot run from the fact that you are multifaceted. You are like a stone that is dirty and you find in the ground, but when you cut it, when you create the facets, it creates the space for the light to shine through and reflect. It is Absolutely. going to hurt. And you do not have to do it alone. You do not have to shoulder it by yourself. You do not have to do it without guidance. There are people who have gotten through these spaces and you are not alone in it. I don't care how bad it has been. That's why we tell our stories. That's why the Bible uses it this way, that there is healing found in the word of our testimony, right? It's the testimony of, I promise you, if I can do this, you can do this. If Stephanie can do this, she, we know this is possible because we've lived through, we've lived through stuff and it's we've hard. Lived through some stuff and you know, it's hard. Something, something I want to bring up, you know, some people get uncomfortable. I use the word demon. And sometimes like, and that I use the word shadows as well. Shadows seems to be a little more digestible for people. But the reason why I use the word demons is, and I, somebody asked me like, they're not demons. It's just badness. I'm like, okay, bad choices, shitty situation. I'm like, okay, those are problems. Demons haunt. They come back. They come back and they reserve you the same plate in a different form. And if you see yourself in the same circumstance, even if it's coming from the place of, I love people and I want to help because me being a people pleaser really did come from a genuine, same. I want to, and I want to help people. The only thing is the energy behind that development was I need to please people to obtain love. That's like what shadow, yeah. shadow work is. Oftentimes shadow work people, you know, I don't want anybody to have the impression that shadow work is a very superficial thing. It's, it's actually not. And it shifts lives. And when I tell you shadow work, you know, Lacey, I say this because you have brought up this could be hard and it could be painful. But you could quantum leap when mm -hmm. here I am with quantum again, but like what quantum leaping means is things that take other people 10 years because of a vision, you, you could change it in 26 seconds. Literally, literally. My that right whole there. mind has changed. The way I think, the way I choose to raise my daughter has changed through these things. And I have become more and more of a full person. And sure enough, when you knock some shadows out, let's see. Oh, light comes on in. Yes, less severe may come come back up and you're like, oh, I can handle you. And it's just that practice of, of, of chiseling that soul to be that embodiment. You know, I think there's a beautiful thing to be said about Jesus Christ. Everybody has to think about what Jesus, Jesus um, service on earth was. I like to see him as a role model. I like to see that just like that woman saw him and she saw this man, this man regular looking man walking and she grabbed his cloak and he said who touched me who touched me may they be healed because i felt mm. her i felt the desperation in her grab and she saw my power even though i'm a man even though everybody wants to kill me even though mm. i'm regular even though i have nothing significant to show it was the power that walked in him 
when he picked up the dirt and spit in it and put it on the person's eye. And that person could see, I do believe in that power. And I believe that you see it in people that do Reiki. You see it in Lacey and the way that she has the words to speak into your soul. Do you think that's a mistake? Do you think that people that are able to be here and speak into people's souls is a mistake? No. So if you are lucky enough to find your ears on this podcast, if you are lucky enough to have those people in your life, explore these safe spaces because the fruit that comes out of life when you shift these places and work out a light, I can promise you, and I say this with my whole chest, that it will never go in vain. And it's not an even, it's not, and this is something me and Lacey love to talk about. It is never an even trade. You actually end up giving far less than you receive. So step into that alignment. It's so effortless. And if you notice those patterns that pop up, um, I'll put a post today up, actually. I'll put up a post at my, on my Instagram with these seven shadows listed out. Like, if you have money issues, put it to greed. If you got shame issues, you got this mafioso, macho issue, put it to pride. You struggle with porn. You find yourself, con- yo, this is another way a shadow comes up. You find yourself constantly being cheated on. Shadow work is, how was your father? Mm, Brother girl. treat women. Oh. And you got to cleanse those shadows out of you so you could break those curses. We're breaking curses over here. Me and Lacey have touched on this, but I have a daughter. I didn't know I needed to do the shadow work just by me. I saw it when I saw a little version of me walking outside of my body. I say, fuck, no, she's not living what I live. You know, in the Bible, it promises you're going to have trials and tribulations. And I will learn to let go and have her learn her lessons. But right now... As a mother, I am teaching my daughter everything I know. And if you are a mother and I talk to, I have a lot of mommy clients. This stuff is so important with the way you teach the children beneath you. So I really, really, really wanted to really touch on that, that it's not so superficial. It's quite deep and it's quite life-changing and it's a lot of fun if you let it be. And once you, that's the thing is when you can get over the initial fear Because I think that to just kind of wrap it up, what we were talking about, you just mentioned of like you receive so much more than what you have to give. That what we actually have to give is just our surrender into it and the acknowledgement and the admission of need. The admission of it hurt. The admission of this sucked. And I did have a jacked up father, brother, dad, whatever, that hurt me in this way, which is why I'm choosing this. And I did... There are reasons. I wish people in the work that I've been able to do and see and in myself and in others, there is always a reason. It is serving us somehow, some way, or else we would not do it. And that's hard to accept. But it's not that we are shaming. It's not that we are faulting. There is no such thing as fault. It's learning. You are learning. And you are giving yourself the permission to learn. You do not sit here and judge a two-year-old who is learning how to talk. Why don't you know how to talk? You don't know yet. You don't know until you know. (laughs) And so now we know the same thing goes for our shadow. Once we can acknowledge our shadow as a friend that comes into town every once in a while. Mm. And we can invite it in. And we can make space for it. We can honor it. We can sit down with it. We can have tea. It will not be there forever. It's not necessarily our favorite if it comes unannounced, right? 
But realistically, it is there to serve us. It is a version of us that needs us. It is showing a mirror to the areas of our life that are not in alignment with that heart, that purpose, that spirit, the the core of who you are. And when we get so stuck in the logical body, in the logical sense, I used logic to understand my brokenness for so long. Logic was how can I get the most information so that I can further the disconnect between what I know to be true and who I am because I'm bad. So if I can't do that, then I'm bad. I'm just, again, validating that. That's my shadow. That's my shame. That's my story of me never being enough. And that being now, I am in a season of my life where I am being called to get out of my head and into my heart because everything good happens from a heart space, a feeling It's space. the heart of the matter. That's, that's it's the, name the of heart of the matter. No, shameless plug from the, this is God, this is a God plug because I did not even mean to do that, but it is actually, I'm for, I'm serious. Reach out to Steph, do the things because this is, this is, it is the heart. It is everything that we desire is the feeling that we desire from it. What I want from success, what I want from love, what I want from that person meeting me, what I want from earning and proving and doing the things and losing the weight. It is a heart thing. It is all of how we want to feel. It is all that. That is the data that reflects back to us what is happening within our life, right? So we Mm -hmm. have to acknowledge how we feel for real. And if I am running and I am numbing and I'm pretending and I'm showing and I'm doing, I am not in a heart space. And I have done that and that logic, that logic, even from a positive way of going, I have everything I need to feel my life. Will I be willing to feel loss and grief and separation of change? I'm in a huge transitional space. So much is changing and going, I see you. I love you. I pour so much goodness on it. And I release you with the best intentions of my heart. And I trust that more good exists for me. And I trust that that I will see that abundance in my life because I have. And I know that to be true. So I don't get it right now in all the ways. But I know that there are mysteries to this thing. And I know that it does not make sense in the moment. But when I can tap into the multifaceted person that I am, that I'm more just than my thoughts, that I am my feeling, that I am my energy, that I am that presence for people, that now it's wild, y'all. And again, it's not boastful. It's just this is something that happens. When you walk into your life with that heart, people look at you differently. You walk into the grocery store and people are like, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but blah, 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 blah. And it's, if I had a nickel for every bathroom conversation where somebody has cried, Loki, the person that I got to the <laughs> the wellness retreat that I just let, I met her in a bathroom as we were crying over, as she was crying over a guy, you know, like, and we had a great 45 minute heart to heart and going, I made space for that because I see the world through that lens. Now I see, like you said, God reveal it's, it is visualization, meditation, those quantum leaps, those shifts, when we can use our body and use what we know about that. And you have people like me and Steph who can help walk you through it. And so you can create the feeling you want to feel. You can, you are powerful in your mind to then impact how you feel. If you do not like how you feel, we need to look at your thoughts. We need to look at what you are saying about yourself. 
because nobody else can make you feel anything. I can present to you the worst case scenario. I can do the worst case scenario in relation to you. I cannot physically make you feel a sensation within your body without your consent. When you know that. Go ahead. When, when, when you're in coach, that's, what's important about coaching. It's not about me being this guru that you're seeing. You don't want me to be a guru. Like I'm, I'm not God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody when, says they are, don't trust them. What I <laughs> don't am trust going them. to do, because you're not dependent on me. Then you'd be paying for a shadow work called every three days. No, I give you, I shine the light on your own magic. I shine the light. I, I, and Lacey, you worked with me in this way before. We really do. And Lacey does alike. Like she does the same. I'll be like, you know, you're doing that thing again. And like, and that person already got that conviction. I know. And just even mm-hmm. just the first time saying it and allowing that safe mothering space for people, you should give yourself that much, guys. You really should because, um, you know, having someone tell you, you know, are you looking at the narratives? Are you looking at the alchemy? Because there's alchemy in everything. When you work with me, I put alchemy into my work. Mm-hmm. So there's yep. some little codes everything. in the yep. way that I speak. There's a reason why it's so impactful. So, you know, be very, be serious about investing in shadow work. Cause even though it seems like more of the messy, you see how I did that? The <laughs> messy, muddy um, type of, and it might not be so fun. If you don't do the shadow work, you're not going to be able to do all the fun stuff you want to do. Like people want to tap into their gifts and, you know, communicate with, you know, get this clear line with their spirit guides or God. But if you don't do the shadow work, that stuff, you know, there's that saying, you can never bring somebody up, but somebody will always be able to bring you down. In spite of everything we're saying, and as much as we want you to facilitate you to lift yourself up, that is true it's, that yeah. it's going to bring it down. So when you think the of plot it, twist, it matters, it's you. It, yes. <laughs> it's the person pulling you down. Plot twist. Sorry, y'all. It, it's you you think of it in the form of your body it's like you need your lower chakras to be activated to enjoy the heart the divine communication the divine vision and the clear knowing you need to get that worthiness that groundedness that confidence and that motivation and that power those are your lower chakras right there you got to get those in line shadow work is a very effective way to do that it was all in the root for me oh it was all in the root and the sacral girl Oh, yeah. I wish people understood. This is measurable. I know you probably you might hear us and be like, y'all are some, on some woo-woo, whatever. Maybe, but there's some power in it. Let me, t- <laughs> let me tell in- you, don't, don't, we can all measure it now. And even the things that's, why do I need to be able to tangibly measure it to validate its existence in me? I felt it. I've known it. How can you, how can I prove that experience of the energy from my hand to my body? I have felt that mm-hmm. and that knowing even in me expressing that I have felt it and you can feel it in my voice that this is not a show. Mm-mm. You can feel the authenticity and the genuine that no, for real, I have seen the heart of God. I have felt it. I can't prove it, but I know it. I and know it. You know it. Oh girl. You oh, don't need it. That, girl, then, I can that's, talk where to you the, for... that's where the performing ends and you start doing it to see the richness of your own life. begin. 
You're just gonna have to Not follow right there. along, guys. If you want to see what it can do, you gotta. You need, I'm serious. If you need that precursor, look at the people who say they found God and their life completely turned around. Mm-hmm. that's how you know and like i said having that connection to the divine is so important with shadow work because then you're just playing with some yep. evil entities and you don't want to do that without no nope. you need light you need the mm-hmm. light yep guys thank you so much for being here steph thank you for being here please check her out i'm going to tag all of her everything below again heart of the matter we're dealing with the heart we're feeling our life we're showing up if you need coaching for shadow work for any of these spaces in mindset or spirituality for with her. I also am a life coach. We are here for you guys. We want to do this thing with you. We want to help. That is our heart is you do not have to suffer here. You do not have to walk through the darkness alone. And this is, I just want to end with this because this was such a powerful thing for me. Um, and I feel like it just perfectly encompasses everything. I actually was, I grew up in, in a Christian space, as you know, right? And I, was very much conditioned via behavior and performance and and looking like a good Christian and not cussing in the all of you know all of that and purity and God forbid you disappoint anybody or anything and felt very talked about and felt I was the black sheep because I was suffering I needed love I didn't know what to do I didn't have that and so much of my family upbringing was based in that space too so I ended up having to really deconstruct my faith. I walked fully away from the church. I had during 2020 girl. Oh my gosh. I was mad. I had some resentments. I had so much just in the way that the world showed up. And it took me about two years of really working through that and God pursuing my heart. When I tell you it was a pursuit, it was a pursuit. Isn't he the best gentleman? The best. Oh, such a good, that is the motto, y'all. If you ain't pursuing me like Jesus, like, <laughs> if you ain't pursuing me like that, we gotta make that a sound note. on TikTok. If you ain't pursuing I'm me like Jesus, like Jesus, fuck out of here. Then it, it's going to be a hard no for me. <laughs> That's a hard no for me. But for real. And so literally I'm sitting as I'm about to talk about a prayer walk. <laughs> that I just, this is the, the performative Christian side of me is now still going, um, you're not good enough. No, so God knows my heart fully. And I, our words create worlds and I'm choosing them wisely. So that being said, I'm on this prayer. I ended up getting invited to this retreat and it worked out that it was a Christian retreat and I hadn't been in a space like this. It was so confronting to me because I had to challenge my own perception of performance and narrative and all of this. Right. And I went into it with that awareness and actually Steph, you gave me a journal prompt. Now that I'm remembering, this is so full circle. I had sat outside and I did a journal prompt and you asked me, you sent a journal prompt of, are you living your life from a place of survival or a place of thriving? And that I was still, it it shifted so much that I was still surviving in my mind. I was still surviving by how I was showing up in all of these spaces. It was still so survival based and it was about money. It was about all these things. And, but it was just so much had shifted. And right after that, they asked us, to do this prayer walk which was at night and they had a tiki lamp and it was just a lab uh, what's it called a labyrinth or whatever where you walk yeah 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 and it's like meant for meditation and for prayer and all of that and for then that sounds like fun girl. and it was just it was so great oh my gosh totally will be doing incorporating all of this when i have a retreat center because i will be having a retreat center one day mark my words y'all so this space being that we had it was at at night and it was in the woods 
and there was a tiki torch and it was these rocks that were all set up just these paths right to walk along and as we were on our way there we just had music playing everybody was silent within their own prayer their own mind and though I was right behind the person in the very front with this tiki lamp and it you could not see more than that you could not see behind that everybody else was reliant on that light and she turned back to me and she said will you let people know that this is here and she shined the light down and there was this sharp like stump looking like tree that was sticking out of the ground and in that moment god said that is what i am asking you to do that is all i am asking you to do you do not have to know all the answers you do not have to be a guru you do not have to i am asking you to prepare my people for what is coming and to shine that light on spaces they would not see and they would trip over if it was not for you wow and when I tell you that was that shifted everything in me that gave me that broke through imposter syndrome that broke through that fear of I'm not prepared I'm not this I'm not all the things I want to be qualified in all the ways because my intention is good because I want to give the best of me because I want people to have the skills I don't want to ever lead somebody into a space that I'm not prepared for right but I'm not doing it alone and that immediate my my knowing in my core was that that I get to be that light we get to be that light for people and so if you need to know and you that you are not walking in the darkness by yourself, please, even if it's just by hearing conversations like this, even if it's just having a conversation like this with us, you want to hear some jacked up stuff, some darkness, we got you, you know, we can talk about that, but that does not mean that's where Listen, you Listen, if y'all knew how me and Lacey met each other. <laughs> oh, Lord. You don't even want to know. We're not talking about that. No, wait, wait, that, that, might not, that might not make it on the on the on the podcast, but DM us. I'm just no. That's that's episode three. That, <laughs> no, yo, that's but guys, no. that quantum are, that's leap, a whole episode though. in and Thank of itself. You. Thank you that's for sharing it. that because it's like that's that, it. like you said, that little mountain peak on the floor that she shined the light on, and you got that. Nobody else like, knew what happened. It was almost like yep. that was your moment of quantum leap. So uh, thirty, yep. you know, twenty-seven years of healing happened in that moment because God marked you in that moment. He said, this is your job. And everybody else on the outside was just going for a walk. I was just going for a walk. And isn't it crazy that you didn't even have your belief all like that? My intention. But my intention was I want, I'm open. I'm curious. I see you, God. I've experienced you, God. I want to know, right? Like I, I was inviting God in for the first time, not through a religious space, but because I was viewing everything as a religious space. Everything is God. Everything is, I find God, oh my gosh, everywhere, everywhere, all the time, 24 seven. I see him all the time. I get to have miracles happen all the time. People ask me, I've, I've had more encounters with God via the homeless, via this, via, and on paper, right? That is Jesus too. Jesus did the same thing. That it was the people you would not find in a church. It was a gypsy on the side of the road in Washington, D.C. at four o'clock in the morning who grabbed me and looked me in the eyes and said, you have the compassion of God in your eyes. And I can see it. That is God. And going, I found that. I, 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 there's miracles everywhere. But outside, I can't prove that to anybody. I can't. But the fruit is there. Follow the fruit. Steph and I have the freaking fruit, y'all. 
you need support, <laughs> follow the fruit. Follow the fruit. We love you. Thank you for taking your time to listen to this episode. And we're just sending you all the love and light and healing because there's so much here for you. I promise. I promise. It's abundant. Love the love is abundant. Yes. It, we're not scared it's here who you at are. all. No, it's who you are. It never runs out. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, we, I'm sure we'll have you back. Thank you, Lacey. Thank you for having me, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Always, always. Thank you, guys. Thank you.